You know you love it. No, you weren't feeling that one? Like the... You weren't watching WrestleMania this weekend? What were you doing? I was definitely not watching, watching WrestleMania. <laughs> shame, shame. Listen, I need to have something to cheer me up after the fire game. Yeah, I mean, the fire game wasn't all that great, so... It was uh, damn near boring. Very boring. Very boring. Well, yeah. welcome to Through the Fire and the Pain, uh, yeah. the podcast about the Chicago Fire. Dude, we really picked a good episode to do the first, uh, a good game to do the first episode, huh? This, yeah, I mean, we didn't pick the three-three draw with Cincinnati or nope. or the three-two win away at Miami. We picked the zero-zero draw against DC United. Yeah, not not the best on our parts, but hey, at least we're starting it. <laughs> you know, I think it lives up to to the the feeling of being a fire fan, never picking the moment. That's true. That is very true. Seizing, seizing defeat from the jaws of victory. Utter cliches. Yeah. Yet, yet, will insert, insert some more, and I, I ran out. <laughs> well, I mean, we can let's let's just dive right into it since they're. Well, you know, hold your horses there. Oh, compadre. Oh, oh, oh. who are you? I'm Jesse. Who are you? Uh, I'm I'm the other, the other co-host. Oh yeah yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it's uh, Samuel Garcia here. Yep. Large. I'll show his government. <laughs> that's not my government name. Don't you tell him that. It's, uh, no, it's, it's Blizz. It's an alias. Yeah, yeah, we're we're two uh, two two friends. You know, uh, I'm a lifelong soccer fan. You know, been watching since I was four. I've been a fire fan since I was like ten years old. My boy Juice over here, Jesse. Yeah, he's, uh... he's a newer fan. I mean, I've been I've been watching soccer the what the last eight years now, but like really watching it the last like couple of years, like really yeah. diving deep into it, and really he, watching the fire. He made two really good choices: being a fire fan and being an Arsenal fan. Yeah, yeah. there we go. The Gunners. The yeah. the other podcast idea. No, nope, never mind. Yeah. Gunners <laughs> FC. No, absolutely not. No, for record, I. I Good for the Gunners. Uh, good for Arsenal. Don't really care. Yeah, this is about the fire. Yeah, much more exciting. Whoa, especially after last week, huh? <laughs> last week, oh, the Miami game. I mean, that, I mean that was a good game, but oh, you mean the the this this yes, fest. I'm talking about this, yeah the snooze fest we're choosing to start with. Oh yeah, DC United. Yeah, D- DC coming in. First full season under Wayne Rooney. Uh, some might call them uh, some sort of mess. I, I would agree. Really strange situations with their front office and their roster construction, but they're out there balling anyways. I mean, not balling. They're, they're, they're playing soccer. Yeah. Not effectively or attractively no. or <laughs> any other kind of league. They're playing. So so going into this game, you think you think the fire, they got some momentum going. We, got, we scored... Six goals in the last two games. You think we can get get set it off here? Right, but sadly enough, we we did not. <laughs> no, I mean, no, no, no. We'll, we'll get into 
the the very sparse specifics of this match. Right after you run us through the lineup, Jesse, how about that? Yeah, let's uh, let's go through it. So we got Chris Brady, obviously starting starting as goalie. We got Soket, Tehran, Chihos, and Dean holding the back line. Dean, interesting getting a, another start at left back, even though Miguel Navarro is back from international duty and Aceves has been available now for the second match week. Yeah. Well, then we got Herbers and Jimenez. Then we got Selassie, Gutierrez, Mueller, and Shabilko up front. Guti being the number 10, and I will definitely get into that later, but yeah, been very good. No, and, and it's uh first time this season we, the fire get to repeat a lineup with you know, considering all our injuries and suspension mm-hmm. problems. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it's it's a good thing, even though it's not a full strength team, but consistency is uh, nice to see here. Yeah, they usually say it's key, but Well, you know, I didn't want to throw in more cliches. <laughs> what do you mean? That's that's all we're good for. <laughs> Speak for yourself, son. <laughs> so on DC side we got Tyler we had Tyler Miller in goal. Uh, Jake Green uh, starting a left back, Donovan Pine, Stephen Burrow at center back, uh, Ruan on the right back spot. Uh, what appeared to be a midfield uh, two of Matthias Klich and Victor Paulson with uh, Yamil Assad, Taxi Fontas, and Chris Durkin, uh, a three line in front of them, and Christian Benteke up top. You know, I, I don't know about you, but I love me some sweaty Benteke. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, you old school FIFA players know what I'm talking about. Good thing we didn't see any of that tonight. Yeah, no. Definitely did not. And on to the chronology of the game. Oh, the chronology. I like that word. Oh, thank you. So I know you were that smart. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> yeah, right. That's, that's what the dictionary's for. So we got around the 730 mark. Um, we got some passing going on through the back. Ron kicks it up to Guti, who ends up... Crossing it over to Mueller, beautifully, I might say. Uh, Mueller dribbles it past two defenders, takes a shot. Personally, I think he may have taken too many touches in that. But, I mean, at least he tried to take the shot. Yeah, and I, I think this 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 is a pattern here we'll see throughout the rest of the match, is that we're, we're, we're looking to isolate our wingers uh, in, in, in space against DC. It seems that they're... Uh, their defense and midfield have a lot of trouble uh, controlling their width. Mm-hmm. If you know, if you notice that throughout the match, where yeah. you would just have, like, for example, Guti or Gaston hitting these really nice switches and just finding Selassie and Mueller in tons of space. Yeah, they they've been having tons of space, but then once they bring it in, they just it, There's nothing, they uh, they get in trouble. Yeah, we look amazing in uh, in transition in the middle third, and then in the final third, it just becomes. Uh, well, it becomes a fire we all know and love. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so uh, uh, around the 14th minute mark, we see uh, Dean poke a ball free that finds Guti. And he uh, he plays Mueller in down the left. And he he takes Ron, as, we, as we've seen many times, Mueller is very good at facing his man one-on-one and taking him on the dribble. He gets around uh, Ruan, whips in a left-footed cross that was going to find Selassie basically open in front of the goal. But uh, Jacob Green does a good shot. Uh, job intervening there to stop a dangerous chance from the flyer. Yeah, I definitely noticed that. I mean, again, we'll get get to it throughout the game, but we like like we had said with these crosses, we we get these crosses in, but we're never 
really there to receive it. Like the defenders have pretty much gotten in the way of like us either heading it in or like taking the shots first touch. Yeah, and, and and you know, I'll be honest with you, not, not a lot happened in this game, right? We, you know, we're, we we can nope. we can run through a couple of things that stood out to us, but I, the key takeaways be, become apparent immediately. Like you just pointed out that we we get into these positions uh, wide in the box with space mm-hmm. to make plays, and we would just settle for these crosses that would get most more often than not get blocked by DC's defense, and we we would look good uh, in transition when we had DC's defense scrambling, but the moment they got set. It just became like we, we had no idea how to how to break them down. Right. And I think part of part of the issue there is what you mentioned is that our crosses would go in, but there's no one there. Mm-hmm. Because between Shibilko and Gutierrez, we we they both like to drift around a lot to you know either pull their markers out, out of out of position or find space to receive the ball, and that's really good. It, it keeps the DC's uh, uh, center defenders and midfielders on their toes, but. We don't have anyone making runs into the box, right? So Lassie stays wide. Mueller also tends to stay wide until he has the ball. Right. And uh, between Gaston and Herbers, there was basically no second man runs into the box. You know. Yeah, and that makes sense. But where we did see start to see some success uh, was on set pieces. Surprisingly, in the twenty seven minute, when Gaston hits whips in across from a deep position, finding Shabilka open at the back post, he nods it across to Mueller. But he just he misses it wide, and man, we can't we can't let chances like that go. Yeah, and I not to be mean, but it wasn't Mueller's day this game. Like, like we'll see it. We'll see throughout the game. Like, like we've said already, it's just so many chances he gets and. He either can't, like, the defense either gets in front of him and, okay, that's kind of understandable, or he just doesn't get it. And, I I mean, I just don't, like, at least he's receiving the ball and he's doing his job, but he's not getting into the back on it. Yeah, and I think that's that's fine. I think that's by design, usually. Mueller is a good uh, tertiary threat in the attack, a full-strength fire squad ideally you have Shakiri and there being one of the primary chance creators and the secondary goal scoring options obviously we've known Shabilko struggles in front of goal in his yeah. <laughs> uh, time in front of the fire despite even though he did score a really good goal uh, the other week that's true ago. yeah but you you would think that this would Mueller would look a lot better if he had two other guys on the on the field that are more goal dangerous than him yeah, and, and then it would seem less like oh Mueller's unlucky because he hasn't scored a goal every game of the season. Right, because he receives the ball so much, it just it brings the negative to a whole nother level because he he receives the ball so much. Yeah, and then specifically in this game, DC figured it out. Like our our main goal was to just like get switches to like shift their defense from end line to end line. And in, and and that we had a couple of those in the first half, and in the second half you don't get many of those anymore because they figured out that if we just leave mute, they, they could just like leave Mueller basically. Yeah. He, he, like he'll become isolated. They close him down with two guys, and there's no real da- there's no danger because because uh, because of who we have starting left back. And I don't want to place this on Dean 
Mm-hmm. I think he's been solid uh, in the appearances he made with yeah. the Flyers so far. He's not a left back. No, he's he's not. He's 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 a right footed. Uh, he's just mostly playing wing back for the Birmingham Legion in the USL last season. I didn't wasn't aware he could play left back, and you would like to see uh, either Navarro or Seves get the starts going forward because it gives the attack more balance. Right. Right. Because when Mueller gets the ball and he cuts in because he's right foot, he favors his right foot. He cuts in and he drives at the defense. That causes the fullback to have to collapse in on him, and and maybe a center back to have to start covering the space behind the fullback if he get, if they get beat. If you have an overlapping naturally left footed fullback like Aceves or or Navarro on it, you make that even harder for the fullback to do because they, if they follow the overlap, they're leaving Mueller in one on one against the center back. Right. And if they follow and if they follow Mueller, it leaves uh, an overlapping fullback open to hit him across. And I think I think. As Navarro or Aceves gets the starting spot back, I think we'll see a little more balance in attack from that. Yeah, I agree with that. And as far as chances in that first half go, I mean, there wasn't much clear besides that, anything clearer than that header from Mueller on the set piece. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we got a couple instances where Guti would get the ball in transition in space and just look really good, either hitting switches or through balls in behind, but nothing crazy. Yeah, he didn't... I mean, Gutu looked really good. I, oh, yeah. I mean, I was sure. I was surprised to see um, that Chihos was man of the match. I mean, I mean Chihos almost I mean, always he, does a good job, so... Yeah, he's our most consistent player. Right. By far, and I think... The only reason he gets the man on the match is because no one scored. True, yeah. yeah if you're an attacker and, and all that matters is your end product. And there wasn't any from the fire tonight. Yeah. Especially from Shabilko, who is replaced eventually in the 64th minute by Kai Kamara. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a sub I think we're going to come to know and love. <laughs> <laughs> or at least expect from yeah. Ezra Hendrickson as long as Casper is a starter. Where he'll he'll look decent sometimes, and then he'll have quiet games like tonight. And it's good to be able to have an MLS veteran like Kai Kamara come on with a proven goal scoring record. Yeah. When do you think you do you think Kamara will ever take over the starting spot? Uh, it's possible, but it it just seems like it's asking a lot of him to press the way uh, our front line does for uh, ninety minutes. Mm-hmm. It's possible we could see it though, but I I assume they're trying to give Shibilko an extended run now after having had a a back surgery over the off season. Yeah, yeah, his back surgery, and then also, I mean, I know I've heard a lot of people say maybe getting rid of him by the end of the season. Yeah, it wouldn't be shocking if he was gone even mid season, especially with uh, our, uh, with us targeting a DP center forward in the summer. Mm-hmm. And uh, our U twenty two initiative signing uh, Georgios Kotsias coming in, hopefully at some point. Yeah, I haven't heard much about uh, what's up with that. I guess the visa process is taking uh, a long time. Yeah, I was gonna say I haven't heard anything since they said that they were gonna be signing him. Yeah, it's been a couple of weeks since they said it might be a couple of weeks. So yeah, <laughs> you know. so we'll see what happens. But we sure we we could sure use him, but with all the injuries we have in in yeah. our attacking areas. Especially. Yeah. Like, I think a game like this, you really miss uh, 
Jairo Torres or Federico Navarro were mm-hmm. a, a lot more dynamic in the midfield and could have offered some of those uh, runs into the box from Navarro or like more ball cr- progression uh, on the dribble like Torres would offer. Like Herbers is a val- uh, Herbers is a solid player. Like he's he's, right. he's not here to win you games. He won't lose you games usually, except that red card against Philly, even though we didn't lose. Yeah. But and that, he's not that even, one, yeah, that one was all. There were, I mean, the refs, they, they, the refs were having a shocker to, too, but yeah. Yeah, we, that we, one we didn't need to happen. We don't but. Need to, I don't need to get angry about that. Right? <laughs> this is a, a non anger inducing game. We can save that for whenever we blow the next uh, 2 0 lead. Yeah. <laughs> but no, like, and having him in center midfield is kind of like, he's been a winger for most of his career in MLS and sometimes a striker, so yeah. it is strange to see him get to start two weeks in a row over Mercer Pineda. I assume it's a balance issue where between Pineda and Gaston, you'd have no one. If they were both out there, you wouldn't have anyone capable of creating any offense for those positions. Yeah, that's true. Which, I mean, then leads us into Pineda coming in for Jimenez around the <laughs> yeah. 82nd minute. Not shockingly, our second <laughs> sub of the game, 83 minutes into a nil-nil yep. <laughs> draw against uh, DC, who, besides, like, uh, basically besides Taxi Fontas ringing the fucking posts mm-hmm. from, like, 30 yards out, haven't really troubled Chris Brady at all the entire match. Yeah, no. And, you know, I love to, you know me, I love to rag on Ezra, just refusal to to change tactics or make subs or any or any adjustments in the game. Mm-hmm. I'll give I'll give him some leeway here because there there wasn't much on the bench we could have done. Like True. Kamara came on for Shibilko. that's a like for like. He wasn't going to change the shape, so that's pretty much all you could do uh, on the bench. Basically, you had a bunch of defenders and Misael Rodriguez, who's has yet to. Uh, I I'm not sure if if he's made his debut yet or not, but either way, he's he wasn't going to get minutes here. Why do you think we haven't um, tried changing the shape like we did against? Um, Philadelphia. Uh-huh. Yeah. Do you well, think it's because I, I, of the, think, the cards, or I, well, I think at first it was. I think the decision to play that three five two against Philadelphia was specifically to counter them. Okay. Because they they play a diamond midfield. Oh. So if you, so with that five three two, you get a lot more whip, and you also force their uh, their center backs to have to play one on one, and when you have Shabelko and, and Kamara up top. Those are two physical guys. Right. It's a good it's a good counter to Philly center backs and uh Lesnes and Elliott. Mm-hmm. But I, I would be interested in seeing that uh on more occasions because it it would al- allow us to get two strikers on the field and Shibilko is a guy who hasn't shown the ability to play as a solo striker. No. And but the problem would be that you, you don't have uh if healthy, a guy like Shakir, I don't know how you get Shakiri, Mueller, and Guti all out there in a five-three-two. Okay, yeah, yeah. This team is built for a four-two-three-one, whether we look good in it or not. Right. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, after Pineda comes in uh, a few minutes later, Mueller heads it off uh, off of a corner, gets it right past the post, and which was very upsetting. I mean. Yeah, it's, it's funny that Mueller gets two wide open headers this game. This yeah. is both not the guy you'd usually expect to be a threat from set pieces, but here we are. Right, and it was like rewatching it, like it was, it was just so close and so like, like I I could feel I know he looked disappointed, 
and I could just feel it in my own gut, like, damn, like, to be, to be that close twice, and not even to get into all the other chances he had throughout the game, like, yeah. it's like... a lot of quarter and maybe half chances. Right. Yeah, but, like, there was a play, like, around 76, where he got brought the ball down and just, like, dribbled past uh, Rowan and Chris Durkin, mm-hmm. and he got all the way into the box, but he just, like... He like struck a he struck the ball with his right foot like just yeah. clean over the bar, and that was like the clearest thing we had in the half until that uh that header late on. Yeah, and I think I think that wasn't it was because of the way that he was wrestling against the the defenders is is how like why the shot came off like that like it it didn't seem like he meant for it to from the angle that it looked it looked like it went like straight up so i th- i think because of how he was uh wrestling with the defender is why it like really looked bad yeah that could be it it's uh, also he's take he's like he's like driving down the left hand side of the field mm-hmm. and he's still taking with his right he's very right footed yeah that's also part of it then we get to the actual the actual clearest chance of the night <laughs> all the way in the 90th minute into stop a little bit into stoppage time, where uh, Jonathan Dean like like hits a looping ball up the field that Mueller is able to take down mm-hmm. and hold off the DC defenders. He plays Guti like down the left hand side into space, and he what is he he Mueller plays such a nice ball that Guti doesn't have to take any touches to set up a left footed cross right onto the head of Kai Kamara around the penalty spot, and he ha- he heads it down into the ground. And Mueller, and Mueller, Tyler Miller makes an amazing reaction save to keep that out, out of the net. Yeah, yeah, the the save was good. It, it's unfortunate that the that the header went the way that it did because it went straight into the ground. And I think if it had gone a little bit further ahead, that could have been a goal, may, maybe. But like just the way that it bounced uh, off of Kamara's head. I, and then straight into the ground, almost like almost straight below him. Like it was, like like you said, it was a great save, great reaction save from from DC's goalie. Yeah, I mean, and you may even be being a bit harsh. I think Kamara got a good a good uh, chance off, but Miller just makes a great save. Oh yeah, no, I'm not I'm not saying anything against uh, against Kamara. I'm just saying that it was unfortunate the way that the ball went, like off of his head. Yeah, but uh, you know, kind of a nail biter here at the end. Not, not even no, it's not a nail biter. Those two offenses were drier than a Popeye's biscuit or something. <laughs> I don't know what the kids are making memes on these days, but, but yeah, zero yeah, zero against DC. Uh, I assume most of the league wasn't shocked about that. Just uh, just us uh, Fire fans who were starting to gain a little bit of optimism. Yeah. After uh, a nice win against Miami. Were you expecting a win, or, oh, or yeah. what were you, you yeah, were expecting? I, mean, a win? I think you have to expect a win against this DC United team at home, especially if you want to be a team that has actual intentions of making the playoffs. Right. Like you can't drop home points against the other bottom feeders in the East. Yeah. If you do that, you're not going to make the playoffs. Yeah. What we're one point away from a playoff spot now, I believe. That's correct. Yeah, we're one point out of ninth place. Yeah. Uh, Toronto FC. So we're not buried yet, but you know. I mean, no one's buried. No yeah, one's buried, again, especially it, with the change in the playoff format where goddamn near everyone makes the playoffs. Right. <laughs> it's even more embarrassing if you don't. Yeah, but then still, again, it's only match day six, so it's yeah. 
but still, you want you want to see the fire beat teams that they should on paper be able to beat. Right. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't. I wasn't expecting a win. I wasn't expecting a loss. So I guess I so guess a draw. It met your expectations. Yeah. I mean, I. I guess I didn't. I I didn't look too much into DC before um before this match, but um just based off of prior knowledge, I guess I would have expected them to be more aggressive. Like they weren't. I didn't think that they were doing uh, too much in their attacking. Like they had a couple of good chances, but Chris Brady really saved us with them. Yeah. Uh, I think you're right. Uh, but I think D- DC at this point, Wayne Rooney understands that. He, also, he didn't he, uh, that he doesn't he can't push the tempo too much away from home, mm-hmm. especially with the selection issues he had. Uh, like Jacob Green starting left back is a is not a first choice move. Oh, okay. So I I, I mean I, I, when you're one of the wor- but, uh, worst teams in the league, uh, you take a point away. Yeah. Like the fire the fire would have taken that point at Philly if not for that mistake from Brady that would have been a decent result. And winning against Miami is doubly uh, so a great result because it's three points on the road yeah. in a league where it's very hard to beat teams on the road. Yeah. So with with it being a draw, I mean, we we weren't expecting a win, or I wasn't expecting a win. You you were, of course. And I mean, positivity over here. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> You'll see, audience. What a. What what was your Malort moment of the match? Ooh. Well, you know, is it, this is a tough one because, you know, most people think of the Malort moment of the match and they're going to assume it's something that sucked. Mm-hmm. That, that just, it just blew. Which, you know, Malort is uh, I, I'll uh, gasoline. Yeah, I will, I, will, I will hear none of this blasphemy <laughs> on my podcast. So I'm going to go with Tyler Miller's 90th minute save on that Kai Kamara uh, shot. Should have been the game winner for the fire. I mean, I don't know about you, but I I jumped up out of my chair watching that. Mm-hmm. Started yelling, and then I realized he saved it. Yeah, heartbreaking, disappointment, just like what you're about to experience. Yep. For the Lord shot of the match. Cheers. Cheers. Oh yeah, smooth like butter. I'm I'm getting more used to it. Run, <laughs> run the outro. Well, thanks guys for listening. Um, this has been through the fire and the pain, and we will catch you next week for Chicago Fire versus Minnesota United. Man, do I hate Adrian Heath, but we'll get into that next week. And fuck Minnesota. Goodbye. <laughs>